of shooting, we pick the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Ready for this? We're ready. Um, hello. Hi guys. Hi guys. Welcome to episode sixty-six. Wow. Of another bite of twilight. <laughs> what should we do for the hundredth episode? I guess that's a ways away still. Something insane. I know. Something huge. Something crazy. Well, I'm Kelly, by the way. And I'm Mel. Yes, this is Mel. Thanks, you guys, for joining. It's been like three weeks since we've had a new episode on the regular podcast. So hopefully you guys weren't upset that we just released a mini episode, but we're moving. Yes. So there was just no time to record, but hope you enjoyed it. We thought that was a funny one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just found out yesterday that someone I had name dropped in an episode of the regular podcast, like, in the very beginning, um, in not the best way, uh, listens to the podcast. Like, I was with a friend, and I'm not going to – I don't want to name the name, but no way. <laughs> it's someone who I name-dropped in, like, one of the earliest episodes, and I said, oh, she would never listen. And then <laughs> no way. my friend was like, oh, like, even so-and-so listens. And I was like, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wait, Mel, tell me. I'm going to cut it out. Her name is Why does she listen? I I guess because she really likes Twilight. I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's nice. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't even believe. Yeah, because in the last episode, I cut it out, but I like for some reason (laughs) felt really free on the Patreon to list people I had dated. Um, (laughs) By name. (laughs) Yeah, by name. And I cut that out. Um, But yeah, we do have, if you guys don't know what Patreon is, it's totally optional, but we have on off weeks, mini episodes are actually pretty long, usually like 45 minutes an hour. Um, Bonus episodes. But you do have to pay $5 a month for it. Um, but n- totally optional. Yeah, totally optional. And uh, the the main podcast, of course, is still our main priority. It's where we kind of dedicate yeah. the most time into the, you know, episodes. Whereas the Patreon's a little bit more freeform. We just kind of talk about what's in the news. Or sometimes we'll pick smaller topics yeah. that maybe you can't stretch into a full episode. But even then, we still stretch them pretty far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one episode, we reviewed the DVD covers and the graphic design on those. I like that one. Me too. That one, we came up with that idea episode, I think, five minutes before. <laughs> like, what yeah, if? It's just more funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and our last episode, we talked about Mike Newton joining OnlyFans. Yep. Uh, we've subscribed to him so we can be in the know about what's going on there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael Welch. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually. Michael Welch. Well, he plays Michael Welch. Yeah. <laughs> That's confusing. Yeah. I know. 
that's like Miley playing Miley. I know. Montana. Like, how did that work out? Well, yeah. I mean, that... Coincidence. Or Miley, I think they purposely named the character after the... No, I mean, like, Mike. Oh, I know, I know. That's a coincidence. coincidence. But then again, like, so many boys are named Michael. True. Yeah. (laughs) Well, today we have a fun episode. This, also speaking of Patreon, was voted on by our our patrons. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about the Eclipse deleted and extended scenes. Yeah. We are. I, for some reason, thought we already did this. Did you have that feeling? I did, too. I feel like we've already talked about it. I think the issue here is, I think when we watched the Eclipse movie, we watched it with the extended scenes in the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did do an episode previously that was Twilight and New Moon deleted scenes. Hmm. But that was a lot, actually. (laughs) New Moon had so many deleted scenes. So many. So I wanted us to think about this time, like, why? I mean, we're going to say it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of obvious. But why delete? Is it better with or without this? Mm -hmm. Is it more true to the books with the scene or without it? And also wondering, should that be the goal? True to the book, yeah. Should it be just like the book, or are there some cases where actually, no, a better movie would not follow the book? That's a really good question. Yeah. That's kind of like the question of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, I think it's strange, because people get upset when books are adapted into movies Mm -hmm. when things aren't the same, but... I think sometimes things just don't translate very well. I completely agree. And I'm just thinking of it as if I was a filmmaker. You have to assume, especially a big series like this, you have Mm -hmm. to assume that a large portion of the audience going to see the film have never read the book, which is unfortunate, but that's probably the case. I bet more people, honestly, have not read the book when they see it because it's a lot of people bring their families or their friends or their boyfriend girlfriend who haven't seen it before or read it before and so they're just going in with no expectations and a lot of times it would be a better movie if it wasn't like the book Mm -hmm. and I do think we do see we've said this before but Mm -hmm. we do see sometimes in the saga I mean not everyone will agree but there are some things in the movies I think they should have not kept in it yeah um to make the movie better but i think that they were trying to i'm I'm speaking about breaking dawn here yeah um, (laughs) trying to please the fans by making it super faithful Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't know i don't think that that it's weird like some people do want it to be like a hundred percent faithful and then i think some people are willing to think like well maybe it's a better movie this way yeah i don't know i also think in as In a film, you have such a shorter amount of time to convey the same things, whereas in a book, there's way more liberties to, like, stretch out a scene, have more dialogue, more little moments, because you're not trying to... Like, people can read a book for weeks, and you're not trying to contain everything into a two-hour block at most. And so there's a lot of things, and, like, David Slade says this when he's kind of discussing why to keep a scene in. There's a lot of things where the message of a certain conversation, it can, can be conveyed in a very smaller moment. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like, how do you squeeze that in without overdoing it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're, like, redundant, I think it's way more obvious mm. in a movie than a book. Yeah, and it's, no. like, we love Twilight, so, like, I feel like when I saw these movies, they could have been four or five hours, and I genuinely would not have cared. But if you're yeah. not as big of a fan of the series, like, you don't want to see the same conversations over and over and over again. And right, even right, right. even if there's, like, specific lines in the conversations that are from the book that are so iconic and people love, like, it just kind of loses the pace. And, like, I feel like we've all watched a movie where we're sitting there and we're just, like, when is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Cars 2. I too. don't think you feel that. Yeah, Cars 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mel and I watched all the Pixar movies, guys. We did. We've seen all 23. Recently. That's insane. Did you complete your but list, also, your ranking? What did you say? Did, Sorry, guys, we're actually on the phone right now. <laughs> did you complete your ranking? I haven't. No, I still need to, like, figure that out. Yeah. And then I'm going to post it on Instagram. Oh, my God. I'm excited. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really fun. I feel really – do you feel this way? Just, just good that I've seen them all. I feel like I can talk about them all now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Me too. Just feel like I have more knowledge about <laughs> Pixar. Me too. In general, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so excited for each time one comes out now. I'll just see it as it comes out, and it's, like, going to be a big event. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully don't let, like, 20 build up again. I know. Exactly. <laughs> um, I feel a little disgusted with myself knowing I've seen, like, 23 movies lately. But, I mean, people watch seasons of shows you know it's like it's basically the same i don't think that's disgusting at all like i watch a movie like almost every single night yeah that's true i don't know why just seeing like the numbers it's like oh my gosh i watched 23 movies it feels like a lot (laughs) yeah but But that's true it's like art you know i think it's very intellectual to watch that many movies thanks mel yeah that Mm -hmm. makes me feel better yeah (laughs) i think we do like think about them too you know yeah like discuss them yeah i mean some people watch like a four-hour sports game every single night i mean it really makes no difference yeah it just sounds crazy when Mm. you tell people like i watched all the pixar movies lately like how many are there i know 23 i'm sure some people (laughs) could have done it all in one weekend (laughs) (laughs) one weekend oh my gosh well nothing nothing it beats us watching all 13 reasons why in a day yeah. In one day. That was disgusting, that- actually. <laughs> Especially since the season was so bad. We watched season three all in one day. And it was so bad. the majority of that season, we were so angry. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, like, uplifting at all. I know. <laughs> we hardly stopped. We, we, like, got food. I think we went in your pool. Yeah. Or something, but... We were in a dark room all day. Although, I think when you season three comes out, I probably won't be able to help myself from doing that. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Me too. Even though, who knows when that's coming out. You? Has anyone else watched that show? So good. Okay, so on to the deleted scenes. Yes. So there's two deleted scenes and I think six extended scenes. Way less. Way less. Seems like... They, I wonder if they had more to cut and they just didn't show it to us. I don't know. I also, so I was thinking like, oh, geez, I'm worried there's not enough for this episode. But we always end up yeah. 
talking enough. So yes, <laughs> I also have some oh. listener messages that I want to share at the True. end as well. True, but I thought like, oh, maybe I can, because I know we shared outtakes from the books mm. for Twilight and New Moon. I was like, oh, maybe we could also do Eclipse. And I looked it up, but there aren't any. I know. From the book, just because Stephanie Meyer felt like nothing was that interesting or funny or. Oh, did she say that? Yeah. Oh, there, wow. I went on her FAQs and it was like, why are there no Eclipse outtakes? And mm. she said there's just nothing really to show. Oh, that's too mm. bad. I know. <laughs> so, anyway, should we get into it? Yeah, so the first deleted scene is called It's Not Life or Death. And I think a lot of us have seen this scene before. It's Bella and Angela, they're studying together, and the topic mm-hmm. of the conflict between Jacob and Edward comes up. Except, of course, the dramatic irony here is that Angela doesn't really know the full extent of what's going on. She just thinks Mm -hmm. that Edward is jealous of Jacob. So the University of Washington sent me and Eric our dorm assignments yesterday. I'm in the furthest dorm from campus. Eric's in the closest one, of course. Something wrong? No. Why? Well, one... Edward's always with you, and two, you keep looking out that window like you're hoping he'll show up and serenade you or something. (laughs) Doubtful. Okay. We don't have to talk about it. No, it's nothing. I mean, it is, but... Okay. You remember Jacob Black. Oh. Okay. So, Edward's jealous. (laughs) You say that like it's really obvious. Isn't it? (laughs) I've seen the way Jacob looks at you. Edward's seen it too. He's only human. He's gonna act like any other guy. Mm. I think it's a little more complicated. Say the words, Bella. (laughs) Jealousy. I've told Jake how I feel. He understands. Hmm. Okay. So the word's denial. (laughs) He's saying I'm an idiot. Oh, just a little oblivious. (laughs) What? I mean, every, every move I make hurts someone. Bella, they're big boys. They make their own choices. Seriously, don't worry about it. It'll work itself out. It's not life or death. And so she's kind of consoling Bella about that. And I, I think one thing I really like about this scene is, yes, there's the f- whole, you know, like, vampire aspect. Is Does Bella want to become immortal and Jacob is really against that and Bella would have to give up her life and then there's people after them yes like that yeah. is going on but kind of right there like in eclipse jealousy is a huge part of the conflict like and True. I think Bella is like so caught up in the supernatural chaos of it all that like she doesn't even realize that like yes Edward is just kind of on a basic level jealous of Jacob the way any human would be. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this is, like, the first time she realizes that. I know, which is kind of crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but David Slade, so, like, you can watch, if you have the DVD, you can watch the scene, and then you can watch it with commentary from the director, David Slade. And he said something about that, like, mm-hmm. shows her naivety, mm-hmm. naivete, I don't know. Um, 
hear how she truly doesn't realize Mm -hmm. what she's doing or the situation would make both of them jealous. Yeah. And he Which was, I think can happen sometimes. You're like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially Bella's so unassuming that she wouldn't see herself as being, like, someone that guys are fighting over yeah. in a romantic way. True. David Slade says that he really liked this scene. Like, he likes how it's bringing in a human aspect, remembering that Bella really is just a teenager in high school. Um, and he really loved yeah. the actress who plays... Angela uh, Christian Serrato's her timing in this scene. What do you think about the scene, Kel? I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with David Slade. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says human friends don't make that much of an appearance in this movie. Mm. And I do like seeing Bella hanging out with one of her friends, especially one of her girlfriends, and talking about this in a very like normal, down-to-earth way, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have liked to keep it, I think, actually. And I think it's interesting, like, David Slade says this just stopped the film dead every time. Like, they're trying to find a place for yeah. it, I guess, in the movie, and it just slowed it down. But it actually reminds me, remember when we had Dan on the show? Yeah. And he was talking about he felt like Eclipse was, like, moving way too fast. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever felt that way, but I do think Eclipse is pretty, like, Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I, it does move fast, which is good, but I don't think it would have been horrible to slow down a couple parts. I agree. It does escalate mm-hmm. so quickly. I think for me, like, so we've seen the full movie with this scene in because I accidentally bought it on Amazon, the extended mm-hmm. edition, so, like, we can just watch the movie <laughs> with all the deleted scenes and extended scenes, which is what I've done the last few times I've seen a clip. So it does make me a little confused, especially with the extended scenes. I'm like, wait, what was cut again? Because I've yeah. seen it so many times. But I understand not having this scene in because the humans aren't that prevalent in this movie. Because, again, like I think if someone wasn't that familiar with the story and they were just seeing it, maybe even without seeing the first two movies, which no one should really do... Um, <laughs> They might not really get who Angela is at this part. And I don't know if Angela is a big enough presence in the films to have Mm. a scene like this. That's true. Maybe, like, Jessica gets her moment at Mm -hmm. the graduation and stuff, but maybe there isn't really time for, like, another human friend to have their moment. I don't know. I do think, though, that, like, I think a viewer could get that like oh it's just her friend yeah and they might think the scene is kind of funny like oh he's jealous or um, it's not life or death when yes it is (laughs) yeah um but that's i do think part of me wanting this in the movie is coming from like a book thing Mm -hmm. like i wish there were more of the friends from the books and it's also just a thing where i always want bella to hang out with her friends me too so this like makes me happy but (laughs) I think having this scene also would have helped quiet the critics a little bit when they are always bashing Bella for you know not really having any life outside of Edward and Jacob and yeah she is still talking about them in the scene but like it's so healthy to have friends outside of your romantic relationships that you can console with Uh, yeah so I think they would have saw that as a little bit better 
Isn't it so rude how in the beginning of the scene, Angela's like, so, turns out, like, me and Eric will be... Yeah! ...opposite ends of the campus. Yeah. Going to University of Washington, I think? I don't know. And Bella's just not paying attention. I know. Wait, actually, I actually can't stand Bella in this scene. What am I talking about? She's really rude. I like like the scene, but she's so rude. She literally says nothing back to her She's like trying to talk about her problems like yeah they're small problems but god bella she's a regular girl i know and what do you expect that's not that small to angela i don't know (laughs) and she's just trying to make a conversation with you and here angela is being super attentive to bella's problems and yeah genuinely seems to care (laughs) bella does not give a fuck no. about Angela's life. Angela's so sweet. Like, she's always trying to be there for Bella, and Bella just cannot reciprocate that. It's crazy. <laughs> I do like, I like the mention of, like, campus, because uh, yeah. I like that in the Twilight movies when people talk about really random stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we don't get enough of that in yeah. Eclipse. It's all very, like, I think very succinct mm-hmm. and sticks to the point which is good but i don't know makes it feel a little more real but i get what you're saying too i don't know it's funny like the some of these scenes that they cut i think that there's other scenes that i would have cut before this one that's what we talked about last time yeah can you think of any i'm I'm thinking about the voltori scene yeah yeah oh my god why didn't they cut with jane and felix that was not necessary yeah like, we already see them at the end, and, like, you could just show them watching. We don't need to ha- see a conversation. I think just I if you shot away from the newborns and then you just see Jane and Felix and Alec standing over there watching, that would have conveyed enough that they're there for a reason. Yeah. Like, they're spying on them. And then at the end, we know that Aro, like, came to send them and yada, yada, yada. And yeah. we know that they kind of let all this happen. Like, we really didn't need to see this stupid little conversation with them. I know. Doesn't Jane, like, use her powers on Felix or whatever? Yeah. And Felix... Ugh. Guys, no offense. Felix is not the best actor. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Ugh. God, people are going to hate us for, like, not knowing things. I might cut this out. <laughs> he says something about Aro, doesn't he? Like, Aro, my question, Yeah, something like that. It's, I also, loyalty. I think Dan made me really reconsider Dakota Fanning being Jane. Yeah. I know. I hate the decisions, decisions. Yeah, yeah. I do quote that a lot, so, like, I guess it's memorable, but, ugh. They could have had, like, two lines. Like, maybe Felix says, like, should we do something? And maybe Jane's like, let's see. I don't mm, you know. I don't know. It's like, little line. It takes me like, out lines. of the movie. Yeah. Like, when I watch that scene, I think, like, I'm watching a movie. Like, it just feels yeah. like acting. I know. It's it's bad. There's probably other scenes. Why weren't scenes. we there? I know. <laughs> that was a mistake (laughs) they probably had to give like dakota fanning a little bit more screen time they probably like if they did talk it could have been like should we step in or something and then jane just says like not yet yes i don't know exactly something really quick not this like little 
speech yeah i think um, it was trying to tell us a little bit about the like dynamics going on within the voltori there like it was kind of yeah. telling us that jane is pretty evil and like controlling the other ones right there um yeah but do we need to know that i don't think so <laughs> no yeah and i do think a casual viewer would be like what the fuck yeah like who are these people and if they're watching it on TV, might change the channel. Yeah, and they they also just, like, look kind of ridiculous. Uh, I know. Why didn't they cut that? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's other scenes I would have cut, too. There's just a lot of, like, make-out parts, which... Oh, yeah. There's nothing... Wait, do we see Victoria and Riley make-out? That was... Yeah. Yeah. I For some reason, I thought that was an extended scene, but I guess it's not. No, I think that's in the movie. That 100% should have been cut. We don't need to yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have been, like, she starts to, like, maybe she goes in and kisses yeah. his neck and, or something, and then just cut. We don't need to see them making out. No, that was not needed. <laughs> Why do you think they put that in? I don't know. I think they want us to think, like, ooh, they're dangerous and sexual. Yeah, <laughs> and they wanted us to know, like, it's for sure romantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That like that's Riley's motivation is that he's in love with Victoria, maybe. <laughs> I also think that the I know I sound like such a prude, but Jasper and Alice kissing could have been cut out. Oh, I agree. Oh my god, yeah. I'm just thinking about know. it. And like Bella's standing there watching them. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. She kinda looks away. There's too much I mean that's a little cute, but uh, there's too much kissing in Eclipse, even though I love yeah. it. Like, it's just weird. There is too much. <laughs> yeah. Too much kissing. And as I've said, I don't need to see any kisses between anyone that isn't Bella and Edward, so. Of course, the Jacob kisses are needed. Yeah. We yeah. The next one is called, I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. And this is a scene between Bella and Charlie after the graduation. They're walking away and Charlie's saying, you're my biggest accomplishment. You'll see you one day when you have kids. And she's really proud of Bella mm -hmm. telling her that. So make as many mistakes as you can. That way someday when they ask what we want to be, we won't have to guess. We'll know. see what you're gonna do next you're my biggest accomplishment it's not it's not true yes it is well you'll see one day when you have kids at first i felt like they should have kept it oh my mm -hmm. god we need more between bella and charlie but then i kind of got what David Slade was saying in the commentary, he mm -hmm. said, well, first he said he was really confident it was going to stay in the movie, like, so confident that they only shot it one time. It's just, like, a long shot of them walking. Mm -hmm. But he said that he felt like the nonverbal clap of, like, Charlie just clapping mm -hmm. during the graduation was more meaningful and, like, stronger. Yeah. And then I rewatched it, and I kind of... 
I get that. Like, it's very emotional seeing Charlie clapping. It is. Kind of nice to just end it there. That really speaks to, I think, Billy Burke's performance that that one clap said so much and said so much more than a full-on conversation did. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just saw how proud Charlie was. Yeah. He looks like he's, like, kind of crying, yeah. but smiling, like, proud. Yeah. <laughs> I think what is different about this scene is it's kind of sad because Charlie says, you'll see one day when you have kids, and at this point, we're supposed to believe that Bella probably won't be able to have kids because she's mm-hmm. going to be with Edward and she's going to be a vampire, and yeah. he also says, I can't wait to see what you're going to do next, and he probably <sighs> won't get to see what Bella does yet. Of course, both Sad. those things don't end up to be true, but that yeah. made it a little bit sad. So we're seeing a little bit more of what Bella is leaving behind. True. And we got we got something similar with Renee. Right? Doesn't yeah. Renee say something? You can add to this when you have kids. Like, yeah. With the quilt says, you can add to this when you have children. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So but I guess we don't need two, two lines like that because Bella's also like, 18 years old. I don't think we need the parents talking about her having kids twice. True. (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, a little too much. Then we have, like, Rosalie with the whole kid thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really a theme of Eclipse just yet. No. And I don't think it should be. Like, we're Mm -hmm. at graduation right now. Yeah. And we're just... Should we really be talking about kids? Yeah, exactly. And we're just trying to... (laughs) choose between Jacob and Edward at this point so yeah that's not really what do you think about like the scene itself though I like it and I think it's I think it's great that we get to have it as an extended scene but I totally agree with David Slade that uh it wasn't super necessary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it must be so hard to make a movie and cut things I don't I know, know. I, I think it would be like you probably put in a lot of effort you know you do like a whole day couple days and probably like weeks spent like oh I know and everything it must be hard to be like okay yeah we're gonna cut this part and some shoots are probably really expensive yeah what I liked about yeah. this scene is I mean maybe I'm wrong but it really looked like they were actually outside yeah it did and that's something I like that, too. that we don't have enough in Eclipse. Yeah, it felt like I was really there, like, at the school, the town, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. They were kind of in the woods. Woods, moss. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but Should I get it. on to the next one? Yeah. Oh, oh I was just going to say that in the beginning, before David Slade is even really... Talking about the individual scenes, he says when you make a movie, the movie kind of forms itself or, like, the mm. movie decides what's going to get cut. So you can play scenes in different places, but ultimately the movie will tell you, like, yeah, this doesn't belong here. And it's almost like when you write – that kind of reminded me of, like, when you write an essay or uh, any, like, anything that you're working on. As you go, you start to – be like, oh, wait, no, this doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. It just kind of decides itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you have, like, a lot of great ideas, but... You just can't execute them. Yeah. Interesting. Film. Mm-hmm. 
So the next one's called Just Keep the Window Closed. Mm. And in the original scene, it ends with, like, so this is when Edward takes apart her truck, right? Yeah. And Bella's really mad because he's preventing her from going to see Jacob because he thinks it's dangerous. And in the original scene, it ends with her just, like, shutting the truck door, and then it cuts right to the school. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it goes on a little longer. Like, she walks up the steps and talks to Edward. And... I want you to be happy. I'll understand if you're too angry for me to come to your room tonight. Just keep the window closed. What happens at the school in the next scene? Is that when Jacob arrives? I think on okay. the motorcycle. Because David Slade was like, they're kind of, they've kind of made up already in the next scene. That's why they decided to cut this part. I don't get why that matters though, because I think this scene shows. Because mm. what happens is basically, Edward says, "I understand if you're too angry to see me, or whatever." He says, "Just keep the window closed." Yeah. And she goes up to her room and she does close and lock the window, but then she. Thinks about it for a second and then opens the window again. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like it too. I have more to say, but I don't really get David Slade's comment about like, well, in the next scene, they're forgiven, like it's back to normal. Because I feel like this scene shows like the forgiveness happening, you know? Yeah, I guess he's saying that we don't need to see it happening, maybe. Mm. But I like it because I also like how... Edward is acknowledging that he's being a little bit overly possessive. Me too. And I think if you just kind of cut this scene short, it leaves the viewers to think that he's unaware about the way he's being. I know. And this was in the book, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And so that's true that the character Edward knows he was being bad. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, would understand if she wants space. Yeah, I think that's really great and yeah. mature. Like, yeah, he messed up. I'm not happy that he tampered with her truck, but it's cool that he acknowledges that at yeah. least. So it upsets me that this was cut. Me too. Because it's – I think it's it's cut because it's showing – it doesn't tell anything about the plot, but I think David Slade failed to realize that we are seeing more about the character of Edward then the viewers can assume. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, a lot of people go in and think that Edward is just totally possessive constantly, and then it's also like, I'm going to spend every single night with you, and I have to watch you sleep, and I, we have to be together. But, like, he is saying, like, I know this is a lot. It's really for your own safety, but, like, I get that it's crossing a line, and you don't have to see me right now. I know. And I think, too, it does show Bella, like, is angry. Mm-hmm. You know, she she can't not forgive him, really. Like, she can't stay mad at him. But it does show that she at least considered, like, mm. <laughs> not seeing him for the night. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's interesting. <laughs> I think it also kind of drives a the theme of choice in 
the movie. Like, you know, at the end, Bella says, like, this is my decision, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're True. seeing her literally decide if she wants to close the window or open the window. And mm-hmm. that's really giving her all the power there. She's taking back the power that was kind of taken away from her in the beginning of the scene when Edward removes the radio. Yeah, true. I know. Yeah, it's, I think it shows that she really wants him there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, like, it goes back to Twilight even, like, him going in her window without mm-hmm. permission. Yeah. <laughs> but here she is saying, like, yeah, I want you here. Yeah. It's up to her. I would have kept this yeah, one. I love it. Me too. I really, I stand by that. Like, mm-hmm. I, the other ones, I'm like, yeah, okay, I kind of see why it's not there, but I, I wish this was there. Yeah, and uh, David Slade said that this one was actually cut early on. I know. It's not even that long. I it's know. It's like a minute. I think they should have reevaluated <sighs> that. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the benefit of cutting something for a minute? Like, what impact is that going to have? They could have cut the Volturi thing. Th- that was literally several minutes. Right there, you would have saved so much. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so the next one is called From Now On, I'm Switzerland. So I think all of you guys can guess where this extended cut was. I really don't because, like I said, I've seen the conversation extended within the full mm-hmm. movie recently. I don't know which part is like bonus here whoever it was he left his stink behind it'll be hard to miss when we cross it again we'll handle it from here we don't need you to handle anything or anyone i could care less what you need okay great then we'll all work together come on we've all got the same goals here right to catch the bad vampires like there's a difference. All right. We're done here. No. You're S- done here. Stop! Let go! I'm tired of this. From now on, I'm Switzerland, okay? I know you guys don't like each other, but we've got bigger problems. Lots of them. And this is just one temporary solution. If you'd be willing to try. The bonus is, I guess, the final version. It ends after she says, like, enough. Like, from now on, I'm Switzerland. Oh, it does? And it ends there, I'm pretty sure. But then there's a voiceover of her saying, Mm. like, um, ugh, I don't remember what she says. Don't kill me, guys. But um, (laughs) I think it was, like, saying, like, they agreed to work together, though they didn't like it or something like that. Whereas they're kind of agreeing in this conversation. Yeah. Like, out loud. Mm. You know what? She says, I know you guys don't like each other, but we've got bigger problems. This is just one temporary solution if you'd be willing to try. And then they both, like, nod or something. (laughs) But this one's, like, changed to voiceover. I realized watching this part that they definitely should have cut this the way they did because, no offense, Taylor Lautner's acting is too much here. (laughs) (laughs) Remind me. It's like he's because I was like writing furiously in my notebook while I was watching. He's so it. intense, and he's intensely staring at Edward, like he doesn't mm-hmm. take his eyes off of him at all, and it it feels odd. Like he's completely ignoring Bella, and just yeah, I, it's awkward. 
It's like, it looks like he's in love with Edward. (laughs) I also hate how Jacob says, I could care less what you need, because I could care. I know. It's not proper. I couldn't. I couldn't. And I was wondering, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, because it seems like no one gets that. I know. But do you think that the writers knew that that was wrong, (laughs) or that Taylor Lautner just delivered it wrong? Is it intentional that Jacob doesn't know you're supposed to say i couldn't care less yeah i mean i could i mean i do bet the real jacob would say i could care less i agree (laughs) but it's just it's interesting that you know if there's a script supervisor noticing that would they just feel like i'll just leave it who cares i know i don't know (laughs) but i guess slade said i mean you heard it but if anyone hasn't listened to it he said that the Switzerland part was, like, the strongest, mm-hmm. most memorable line. So they thought, like, let's end it there, which I think worked. Like, I think it's really memorable, that line. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I, but if I, it was, like, not the end, I think you might not remember it mm-hmm. that well. And also, he said most of the dialogue is redundant on what we've seen so far. Like, we already know that these two can't stand each other and that they're fighting over what's best for Bella. We don't really need to see it rehashed right right now. Yeah. What do you think of the Switzerland line? You know what? I know it's a favorite. I I don't care about it. Yeah, I'm indifferent to it. It's a little corny to me. Yeah, I was actually thinking of (laughs) totally not even in relation to Twilight. I was thinking about you know, the idea of Switzerland, just, like, impartial, doesn't want to get involved. Sometimes that's, like, not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think in, I think, yeah, and also, even in this Twilight situation, I think she needs to take a side. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, (laughs) both of these guys are gonna, like, kill each other, or they're, like, both, freaking out with jealousy like i think you've got to pick a side exactly and, like, let the other side move on with their life a hundred percent like okay you're just like not gonna get involved you're not gonna pick a side then you're gonna let jacob be bitching and moaning over you when he could <laughs> be dating somebody else and also you're in a committed relationship with edward he wants to marry you like yeah you get involved. Like you're not involved with this. Yeah, you are. Hundred percent are. I know. I'm Switzerland, okay? Yeah, like what? You can't really just sit know. back. I don't really know what Switzerland. Like, I should read up more on there. Yeah, I don't know how they got government. that. I don't know. I don't know how they got that <laughs> reputation. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it is tough. I mean, if a country doesn't want to be in war, like mm. yeah, that's a pretty good thing to want i guess yeah exactly so and it depends on what you're not getting involved in you know if it's like a really serious like war crime that's happening like i'm switzerland (laughs) i'm not getting involved like okay good for you like (laughs) you just look at me yeah (laughs) like that's not really noble but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's a weird line because I don't know. It just seems so random. Like, what does Switzerland have to do with any of this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and it's 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 interesting, like, pulling in global politics, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the Twilight series. Team Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> we do have Team Switzerland undies. We do from Hey Maven. Fabulous Hey Maven. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a fun thing, like having, oh, Jacob and Edward, vampire and werewolf. Like, it's funny. Okay. So the next <laughs> extended scene is called Someone's Creating an Army. Someone's Creating an Army. Seattle is in a state of terror. Police are baffled by the escalating murders and disappearances. Theories range from a vicious new gang to a wildly active serial killer. Reporting live, Don Chube, CNN. It's getting worse. We're going to have to do something. It takes more than one of our kind to cause the damage they're reporting. Quite a few more. And they're undisciplined, conspicuous. It's newborns. What, like new vampires? In the first few months after the change. That's when we're at our most uncontrollable, vicious, insane with thirst. Something to look forward to. No one's trained these newborns, but this isn't random. Someone's creating an army. But now we're definitely going to Seattle. An army of vampires? And they'd be created to fight so long. We're the only clan even close to Seattle. Regardless of why they were made, if we don't put a stop to them, the Voltoi will. I'm surprised they've let it go on this long. Well, maybe they're ignoring it. Or maybe they're behind it. In Italy, I read Arrow's mind. He tried to hide it, but I saw. He wants me and Alice to join him. He thinks our gifts would add to his power. But he knows we'll never choose him as long as our family's still alive. An army could solve that for him. Edward, I don't think that we should wait until graduation. I think you should change me now. Bella, no. I'm a liability now. I could be an asset. You'd be a bigger liability as a newborn. Unable to control your instincts. An easy target. There's also your father to consider. And your mother. Imagine how terrible it would be for them if you suddenly disappeared. But we're still gonna kick someone's ass, right? Again? <laughs> I couldn't really tell what was cut here. Okay, I know. Okay, tell me. Um, It's when... I think it starts when Bella's like, I don't think we should wait till graduation. Change me now. So that's in the real movie? I don't think it is. Okay. Rather than be a liability, I'd be an asset. And then they're like, no, you'd be a liability. And then it ends with Emmett saying, like, we're still going to kick someone's ass, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all that is not in the movie oh yeah yeah i'm so used to it (laughs) i'm glad they cut it i think it's so stupid that bella would think that it's a smart idea for her to be changed now yeah i know change me right now like come on (laughs) and it is supposed to be i don't know the theme is kind of like making a decision like Mm -hmm. it seems weird for her to right now be like okay let's do it i mean that is so bella but yeah I don't know. Did you Makes notice the end speech seem less important if she yeah. thought about this the whole time? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. That because that's like impulsive. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, did you notice in these extended, deleted scenes? I don't know how much editing was like applied after, but their makeup and their hair look so much faker. Yeah, I don't think it had been gone through any of the like mm-hmm. what do they call that 
like touch-ups yeah because it had like the numbers moving at the top of the mm-hmm. screen you know what i mean it looked really the coloring was all weird yeah yeah which is interesting because we know that they did edit them to put it in the extended version yeah i know that is so weird. maybe they just wanted them in this format to like give the like from the cutting room yeah. floor <laughs> it's kind of cool to see Mm-hmm. it really like raw that way David Slade said, um, by the way, like, this is the scene when they're in the Collins house with the CNN playing on TV, and Mm -hmm. they're like, what do we do? Um, David Slade said that originally this scene, well, I guess they went through many script changes. Seems like they couldn't really figure out what to do with this scene. Yeah. And I guess originally they were going to have, like, flash forwards, like, visions of Edward and Alice in the Volturi, and they even shot it with a green screen, Mm. but then they realized that was, like, too over the top, and, yeah, I think that, I mean, that would be cool to see, but also not really necessary to show us. So when he says they shot it with a green screen, did they film, like, the green screen backgrounds for the Volturi scene, or did they film, like, Alice and Edward actually in costume doing that because that would have been cool to see as an extended scene. I know. Why didn't they show us? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Did they just put on the outfit, stand in front of the green screen, and they're like, no, 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 no. We're not yeah, doing this. <laughs> maybe. I, I think that probably I do trust that that would have been kind of cheesy and take you out. Like he said, this is a more emotional conversation that it's better to just be with the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I think it's weird to have a lot of, like, flashing scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And Memories. this is supposed to show us what Edward and Alice would have looked like if they were with the Volturi. hmm But are we supposed to even know what that looks like? Because I think that's never a possibility. True. Like, I don't think in any universe they would decide that they're going to go be with the Volturi. I think, actually, it's not really a vision. It's more like Edward says he read Arrow's mind. Oh, and yeah. saw that that's what he wants. So I'm sure he can, like, see in Arrow's mind what Arrow <laughs> daydreams <Yeah>. about. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> that's black true. Cloaks that's true. I don't know. Uh, I wish I could see it, but, yeah, probably yeah. not necessary. It might have been corny. I think it might have been, again, that might have been something that could have helped a viewer who hadn't read the books because I don't really know how clear it is that that's what Aro wants. That's even true. Even though, even if Edward says it. Mm. I know. And Aro says it too, but I, still don't, I don't know if a casual viewer, maybe I'm wrong, would fully understand, like, the motivation of Volturi. Yeah. I know. I don't know if it's that clear, too. I could picture that being something you have to explain. Like, well, it's yeah. because have really great powers, and Arrow likes to collect them. And I don't really like the ending of this extended version with Emmett being like, we're still going to kick someone's ass, right? Yeah, I agree. I'm okay that they cut that. I don't know why. Sometimes, like, them making Emmett be funny is just not funny. I, I agree, because <laughs> it's just... So generic. Yeah. I know. Is there anything that... being like, I want to beat someone up. Yeah. It's like, okay. (laughs) We get it. Like, we get that that's like all you (laughs) amount to as a character. 
That's all you do. <laughs> is there anything that Emmett does throughout the series that you're like, okay, that's, like, good, that's, like, actually kind of funny? I mean, I enjoy him in Twilight. Mm-hmm. I think the part when he's like, well, you two have gone public now. I mean, that's yeah. not, it's not like, ha, 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 but it's amusing. Um, he, You know what, Emmett, in a way, is kind of like what we're talking about with those side characters who are funny in the beginning of a series and then by the end of them they just make them so overly dumb that they're like barely functioning like joey from friends or cat on victorious like not to the extreme but emmett does start out kind of funny but also funny like you take him seriously but then by the end he's a joke like in every aspect yeah why did they do that yeah i know i feel like they made him so much less complex not that he was like Mm -hmm. a super complex guy in the beginning but like he just seems dumb yeah like in the the beginning he was intimidating yeah but you could like have a conversation with him yeah (laughs) i kind of like the older woman hot thing i like me too like joking about sex and stuff like that's funny yeah, and my one of my favorite Emmett moments is in Breaking Dawn Part 2 when they walk across uh, the, you know, snowy field mm-hmm. to meet Aro halfway and they bring Emmett along. I just think that that, like, yeah. it says a lot without saying much. That is nice. Yeah, I think the him, like, wanting to beat someone up thing, like the arm wrestling, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just, it's just overdone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm okay with that being cut. Yeah, this scene in general is... A lot of the scenes with the Collins are just in the house talking are weird to me. I 100% agree. Because <laughs> it makes me kind of sad about their lives thinking about it that they just kind of stand there and talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm okay with them shortening this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've said this before, but it's like the Sims just waiting yeah. to be played with. <laughs> yeah, like all their mo like uh, needs are on full. They don't really need to go to the bathroom or cook or do anything else, so they're just literally standing there. <laughs> and then maybe practicing a skill every now and then. Yeah, one of them has a TV on. Yeah. One of them's playing chess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One's reading the newspaper. I know, me too. Oh, God. Once I start talking about it, it just, like, a frenzy begins. (laughs) And it's almost impossible to stop. (laughs) No, I literally go... I'm either fully addicted to The Sims or, like, I haven't played in a year. Like, there's no in-between. That's how it is. It takes a lot for me to, like, get into it, though, because I have to become emotionally attached to my family. Yeah, true. True, true. But then you just overdo it. Mm-hmm. And then you're done. Yeah. Because, like, I will play The Sims to the point where I haven't gone to the bathroom, like, in five hours. Like, mm-hmm. I will, like, lose. <laughs> and it's always, like, late at night. It's not, like, during waking hours. Yeah. It's, like, I start playing at 10 p.m. And next thing I know, it's, like, 3 a.m. And, like, yeah. I've just played The Sims and I haven't even blinked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's this real addiction, but it's kind mm-hmm. of... At least, I think for us, like, a good one that, yeah, it'll last for, like, a few days or a week or something, and then and then it's out of your system for it's, a good while. Yeah, it slowly phases out of you, and you're like, okay, I've got my fix. Yeah. 
and then it comes back. But it comes back when you need it. Wait, did you ever see... How, sorry, guys. We're just, like, geeking about this. <laughs> that Shannon got that expansion. Like, she downloaded some thing, some patch where you can kill mm-hmm. people. Oh, I thought that was uh, Caitlyn. Oh, was it Caitlyn? Maybe it I was. I think it were was Were you there Caitlin. when we were doing it? Yeah. It was so crazy. You could, oh like, shoot gosh. someone. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I, I tried to download one, but it didn't work, where um, they can, like, drink and do drugs. Whoa. But some of those things are too dark. Like, it goes too far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, like, mess with your computer, I think. Oh, yeah, because they're, like, not legal. <laughs> yeah, it did make me feel kind of scared and disturbed. <laughs> yeah, like, to at be, that like, point, it's Call out. of Duty. Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, some people do play video games like that all the time, so. Exactly. Why can't we? I know. <laughs> I guess it's different when it's, like, just, like, civilian people. True. <laughs> and, like strange kill the neighbor. yeah, yeah. <laughs> although i mean there's still ways to be like my parents for a while didn't want me to play the sims because i was like putting them in the pool and then deleting the stairs yeah. or you know closing them in a room and deleting the door and letting them starve or like having them <laughs> set on fire and my parents were so disturbed by that when i was younger it is disturbing yeah <laughs> yeah I always remember I brought The Sims 1 to my friend's house, and we in- mm-hmm. I was really young, and we installed it, and then we played it, and the house was on fire, and <laughs> mom died, and everyone was screaming and crying on the game, and my friend's mom was like, this game is horrible, like, yeah. I'm never playing this again, like, don't bring this over again. I felt so ashamed. I was so yeah. embarrassed that I brought it over, and then <laughs> well, we actually- yelled at the first time when I introduced it to you guys, I brought it to your house, and again, the mom died, I think, in a fire, <laughs> and Caitlin, I think she was only, like, four years old, she was crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that made Shannon cry, too, and it was, like, oh actually God. sad. <laughs> crying about, like, this fake computer family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that cute. you've only been playing with for like 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kate. I know. That's so empathetic. I know. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, back to the scenes. Back to the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't really have more to say about that scene. Me neither. The next one is called Bella, I Envy You, and this is an extension from Rosalie's conversation with Bella about how she's has a choice and she's choosing wrong, and then we see a little yeah. bit more of Rosalie's human life. So I think that shot of her with the baby, that yeah. was cut, right? Yeah, that's the only difference. Mm-hmm. So like in the conversation, Rosalie says, but mostly I wanted a baby, but does she say that in the movie or do we just go right into to her talking about Royce? It doesn't say that in the movie. Okay. There were things I still wanted. <laughs> to be married with a nice house and a husband to kiss me when he came home. But mostly I wanted a baby. He never cries. So much. Aren't you just the best little boy ever? 
Royce King was the most eligible bachelor in town. I barely knew him. We were never alone. But I was young. I was in love with the idea of love. I think the difference is, yeah, she says she wanted a baby, and then the part when she says, I barely knew him, we were never alone. Mm-hmm. Was that in the final movie? Because I don't think I don't think was. so. Yeah. I don't think the never alone part. Like, that, I think, shows, you know, why Rosalie wasn't aware that Royce would act like the way he did when he killed her. Yeah, I kind of wish they kept that part. I think that that... Me too. ...could explain things better. Mm-hmm. I don't... So David Slade said that they thought that seeing her with the baby would just be a little bit too confusing because uh, mm-hmm. this is the first time we're seeing Rosalie's human life and would people think that that's her baby, that she had a baby before, and I could totally see that. But I think they could have shot it in a different way to make it clear that that's not her baby. Yeah, I know. Couldn't... I know, couldn't the friend be holding it and she... It's just leaning over looking at the baby, or it's like yeah. her friend's holding the carriage and she's just looking into the carriage, you know? Yeah. I wrote, I don't know why I wrote this. I said inconsequential in the end. Hmm. What? Oh, I guess I just meant like it doesn't really matter. I agree. It, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe people then in Breaking Down Part one would understand why Rosalie's like a baby it's yeah. a baby like but it doesn't matter and that's also a different movie so true yeah I don't think David Slade was like we have to get the viewer ready to know that this is Rosalie's motivation for being team Bella <laughs> when she's pregnant like I don't I don't think it matters yeah because and she does say I mean you would really have to pay attention I guess but she says like the thing about her and Emmett on the porch, the grandkids and stuff, like, mm-hmm. I think through that you can get that she just wanted a normal life with kids and grandkids, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's I'm fine. fine. They cut I'm, it. Me too. I do like the line about she barely knew him. I, I, that could have been totally left in. Like, that has nothing to do with the shot of the baby. I know. Weird. Why yeah. did that have to go with that? I don't know. Maybe at that point they were just, like, looking to, like, snip out anything where they could, but... Yeah, maybe. I Maybe, um, it might be kind of clear that... We do hear her say, I barely knew him, right? I think. I think that's in there. So I think that maybe implies we were never alone. Yeah. True. Not a huge difference here. No. <laughs> <laughs> well the next one is called what did i say about keeping a low profile what did i say about keeping a low profile i'm gonna need your help here kelly too because i have no idea what was caught here okay why do i know like i don't get it maybe because i don't have i haven't seen the extended as much yeah Um, well david slade said this was shot at 4 or 5 a.m which is crazy and this is the scene when riley's like yelling and screaming and the newborns are drinking people's blood mm-hmm. and there's like fire in the corner and <laughs> I don't know. Um David Slade said Riley what's the actor's name? Xavier Samuel. Oh yeah, Xavier Samuel. 
research he said he rehearsed the hell out of this little speech mm. and they just like cut it down basically and the difference is i wrote down um this is part when he's like um but together we can crush anything do you understand do you oh understand (laughs) Mm, okay and i wrote good call cutting it because i think that does take it too far Mm -hmm. um david slade says like the scene was really over the top and he wanted it to be over the top but he said like there's a certain level of opera that was pushing over the edge yeah i do think saying like together we can crush anything is really cheesy so that is cheesy he said that overall he really liked the scene though so it seemed like in the editing room they kept putting things in taking them out like and he said we tried to force as much as we could at the end so sounds like they probably like they really didn't cut that much at all no it was just a couple lines yeah it's not and there's no noticeable difference to it yeah like you don't lose anything yeah totally not necessary also he already did the loud than quiet thing Mm-hmm. so he goes like well it's not really loud but he goes if you can't contain yourselves yeah oh yeah 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 we're all going to die like he does that thing where he's like fluctuating how loud he's speaking and mm-hmm. it's a little creepy and yeah. i think it would be way too much if he did it twice because here he goes like do you understand (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that is too much i also noticed like one of the shots of the newborns one of the newborns looks a lot like him really i think so i I got a little confused for a second yeah Mm. that is weird that's that would be confusing you know i don't have much to say about that scene no, Me there's neither. just one more, right? Jacob's thoughts yeah. are pretty loud. Yeah, there is just one more. <sighs> so this is right after the kiss between Bella and Jacob, the second one. And then in the regular scene, Bella's like, I don't know what happened. And Edward goes, you love him. And then Bella says, I love you more. And he says, I know. And then that's it. Which I think that is a really strong ending. I think yeah. that is great. But in the extended cut... Edward says, you know, um, I just want you to be happy no matter what, and acknowledges that the love triangle is kind of his fault. He says, when I left, like, I left you bleeding, and Jacob stitched you up, and I'm grateful for that, and this is my fault. I just want you to be happy. Yeah. And I, I really like that, too, because we're getting, again, Edward acknowledging being in self-aware Mm-hmm. of the situation like it kind of it does make him seem like a fuck boy where he leaves Bella's heartbroken she starts to heal with Jacob and then he comes back and then he's in a love triangle with Jacob and fighting with him when it's like how dare you you left in the first place yeah um, and it's also showing that Edward respects Bella's autonomy as a person and it makes him look less possessive I know I'm really torn on this scene mm-hmm. um because I do, like, I especially love when he says, I just want you to be happy, like, yeah. and no matter how he says, like, that really shows how caring Edward is and selfless. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish that was in, this, in the movie, because I feel like they cut out two scenes of Edward being yeah, flexible, being open, 
being understanding, you know what I mean? And being self-aware, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut both of his self-aware scenes out. Yeah. Um, both cuts hurt Edward just a little bit. I know. So, I don't know. I do agree that it is kind of strong when it ends with, like, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like maybe, that. Maybe they made the right decision. I think if they left the other scene in the beginning, then I wouldn't care as much about this part. But I also think we do get Edward's acknowledgement in the tent scene. That's true. He says, like, I've never thanked you or something. Yeah. No, wait, that's at the end of New Moon. He says something to Jacob where he's, you know, understanding mm-hmm. his side of things and... I we we know that he wants what's best for Bella. Yeah, that's true. Not everybody does though. Because Jacob do we does care say like, "What would you do if people? she picked me?" Yeah. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say, do we care about the people who don't understand where Edward's coming from? <laughs> I guess <No>. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? But, <laughs> but okay, also. David Slade says, we just got this really long romantic scene between Bella and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And it's very slowed down. And so then we're right, like, on the cusp of this big battle. So we don't really need another kind of long scene between Bella and Edward. Yeah, that's true. Like, there is supposed to be urgency, right? So. Yeah. Your mind might kind of be like, wait, I thought they were just about to... Yeah, like, aren't Being isn't Victoria, like, on her way? How do you guys have enough time to, like, sort this stuff out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting David Slade says he, like, kind of knew when they were shooting it. He said, kind of knew when we were shooting it, we were going to move on to the battle. Mm-hmm. Like, they knew yeah. they might cut it. Yeah. Interesting. But it's nice to get it as extended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun to see. It's fun to even just be like, oh, I wish it was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy to say that when you don't see it in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But I do want that extended cut. I know. Of the sexy scenes. <laughs> Please. I can't remember. Are there deleted scenes for Breaking Dawn? I don't know. I know there is for Breaking Dawn Part 1, but I don't know about Breaking Dawn Part 2. I, I don't, I don't think either. there are any. Well, we will find out. Yeah. <laughs> Very soon. All right. So should I read the listener message? Yeah. So this was on Instagram from our listener, Lindsay, and she's been listening to our episodes. I think she started like a month in- ago. Um, cool. And so she had a lot of just, like, messages about different episodes on that she listened to. So I thought that I would share some of them. Sounds good. So she said, hey, guys, my name is Lindsay, and I just want to say that I love your podcast. I wondered if mm. maybe you could touch on a subject for me. You mentioned before about how maybe if Edward hadn't come back, she would have moved on. I think this is very true because when you really think about it, Edward was only gone for about six months. She was already on the verge of kissing another guy, in my opinion. That's a pretty decent pace as moving on goes. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes a huge deal about how she was pining and how she wasn't okay for long but six months really isn't that long to already be trying to move on with another guy 
yeah, I kind of agree. She yeah. says, and if she doesn't fully move on, I think that the idea of immortality will have more to do with that than Edward himself. Also, she probably knows that she only has a few more years before she's kind of too old for him if he did come back. True. Yeah, I think that's really true. I mean, six months is really not a long time to be grieving a relationship. I've definitely yeah. been sad for, like, longer than that. Yeah. For shorter or less iconic relationships. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think people are too hard. Maybe they just don't realize it or maybe they haven't had the experience. But, yeah, it is, like, it shows the month, November, December, January, whatever, and that's not that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she would have moved on, too. It, it does seem kind of sad when you love Belle and Edward. You don't want to think. I think she would always love him. It's not like she would forget about him or, like, not care about him anymore. Like, I don't think that would ever be true, but I think she would. I think she could have been life. happy. Yeah. yeah. And I think she really would have put a lot of that energy that she had for Edward into something else. Like, she would have found a way to manifest it into something. I don't think it would have just been completely fixated on Edward. Like, I think Bella's really motivated. Like, maybe she would have been, like, really good in school. And even though her depression from the breakup does make her check out a little bit, I think she could have, like, went on to become very successful in some way. Yeah, I agree. That is interesting to think about. But that wasn't her destiny. No. <laughs> no, no. He came back. Uh, she also, she says, Hi again, I'm on episode 40, and you guys mentioned that Bella is very extreme and that she thinks she's either going to live forever or die right now. <laughs> you said that she never really sees herself having a regular life and getting old. But when... But she actually does an eclipse when she's making out with Jacob. And then yeah. she did a little cringe face. Also, mm -hmm. in the same episode, right before that part, you mentioned that since Bella is a teen, she doesn't realize that she could just move on and maybe meet someone else, someone, uh, meet someone somewhere else, like in a diner or something. But I think that's exactly the point. She knows she can meet someone, but it's not going to be a vampire who will fall in love with her and offer her immortality. She's not interested in just meeting someone else. When she <laughs> loses Edward, she loses the opportunity to have an immortal and everlasting love. I'm laughing because I'm wondering, what if she did meet another vampire? Oh my god. <laughs> That would be so crazy. <laughs> like, I'd be she, pissed. I think, like, in a different uh, series, she could have. Like, that yeah. could have been the plot. If this was, like, a CW show or something. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. come on. It doesn't seem that unlikely that she would meet another vampire because she's 18. <laughs> she's already met a whole family of vampires. And it, within the same place in the world she's also met a whole tribe of werewolves and yeah. coincidentally has run into these nomad vampires several times i know like of course she could maybe meet another vampire she should have tried to like reach out to laurent or something and ask him to set her up with someone i don't know or like she could have even gone oh yeah that would have been so funny <laughs> <laughs> like he shows up like wait Oh, well, what if she tries to get with Laurent in that oh moment? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's, like, wants to kill her, and she's like, wait, wait, I've always... 
had feelings for you. And then he's like, wait, ooh, wait, maybe. Wait, ooh, wait. <laughs> I think Edward would die if you found out that Bella oh, got with God. another vampire and he turned her and she's just like living a vampire life now. Oh my god, that would be crazy. Like, they just ran into each other at some type of vampire gathering. It's like, oh, you did become a vampire after all. Oh. Like, yeah, you're not special. Oh my gosh. It's not crazy. It could have happened. Yeah, I'm like, my mind's going crazy right now thinking of a fan fiction. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you think that, like, Bella would have had an easier time falling in love with another vampire than she would a human? Yeah, I actually kind of do because I feel like she is kind of forever changed since this experience with Edward. And I don't think mm-hmm. she feels like she can return to normal life, you know? I think she would feel yeah. like only a vampire, only a werewolf or something can understand Exactly. She knows. And like once you know, you can't really go back. Yeah, like how could you keep that secret in a relationship of like, oh, like my ex was a vampire and like <laughs> I know about this whole other like your reality that you think is real is not. Like how yeah. could you just I would be so frustrated with a stupid human. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that she's not that scared about the potential threat of vampires around, you know what I mean? I know. Like, now that she knows there are vampires out there that literally kill people, I think I'd be really scared. Like, oh my god. Me too. You could come in my house at night. I guess probably because she feels protected. That's true. Like, when Edward's gone, she does have those nightmares. True. What does Lindsay say after that? Oh, so then she says... Let's see. She has some other messages. She says... Hey guys, I'm on the Midnight Sun is Happening episode and I had a thought regarding the plot hole you guys were talking about. You said that Edward should know that sex with a human isn't necessarily going to kill them since the Denali sisters were able to do it. But keep in mind, they are thousands of years old. When Tanya said she was the original succubus, I think they meant that literally. So there are hundreds of years worth of having sex with humans (laughs) where the humans died. It seems like it wasn't only recently that the humans were able to live. So we're comparing their centuries worth of sexual escapades to Edward being barely one century old and never having sex before in his life. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is his first time, so. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I could get him not... He has no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he has no idea. I mean, again, it's like it's kind of odd that he like never practiced by himself (laughs) to just like kind of know like how he might feel. I mean, maybe he has, and that's why he knows it would be too intense. (laughs) (laughs) Practice by himself. (laughs) It was too intense. (laughs) Yeah, like Bella. Every time I go solo, like, I break things, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point, though. Mm-hmm. Man, there's, like, so many little details. 
Yeah. Um, she also said, also, when you guys talked about mating for life, I don't think they're necessarily referring to having only one sexual partner. I think they're referring to finding your true mate that you fall in love with. It doesn't seem like the Denali's ever fell in love with their human sex mates. It was purely lust. That is true also. Yeah. What the heck were we saying? <laughs> I know. That's what I think sometimes. <laughs> Not when you're in the moment. You just kind of say whatever. I also don't really think often. Hmm? I don't really think that often. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> when you- we're recording the podcast, like, I was telling someone, I'm like, I just kind of talk, and, like, I'm not really thinking about what I'm saying sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, it's totally authentic. We're just spitballing things here. It, exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't want to overly think about what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just throwing out ideas. Sometimes they land, sometimes they don't. Yeah. It sounds like in that episode, though, we were like, how can they sleep with tons of people? Yeah, I think we were we were saying, like, sex and love are the same thing. <laughs> I, I mean, to be, to be fair, like, I feel like, in a way, they are Yeah. in the I, Twilight series. Yeah. I, meh. Especially in the Twilight series, though, I guess this is Stephanie's... Maybe, like, them and Victoria, the only time she shows people, like, not being totally monogamous. Yeah. And, like, more than monogamous, just, like, with one person only. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. Life. I mean, we do see people being, like, sexual predators, but we mm. don't really see people, like, having consensual sex uh, just for fun and not... <laughs> In a serious way. Yeah. Which is okay. I mean, it is for teens. Uh, I guess. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. I th- I think we just got the message that it's supposed to be the same. But mm-hmm. that makes sense that they were just having fun with these men and didn't actually love them. Yeah. yeah. It did seem crazy, though. I know. It does. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Like, they don't have any mates themselves. Like, it's kind of odd to picture, like, if they don't have a mate that they're just, like, sitting around. Especially yeah, when totally. we know it's supposed to be, like, wicked intense. Yeah, it seems, like, likely that vampires would act that way to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, like, nothing else to even distract them, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> okay. Um, Lindsay also sent, um, hey again, I'm on the very next episode, commentary on the commentary, New Moon. You guys are speculating if the Collins swim in their pool for fun. I don't <laughs> see why they would when they live so close to the ocean and can stay underwater indefinitely if they wanted to. That is so true. Mm. Imagine having the entire ocean to explore at your leisure. There would be, oh my goodness. My dog just ran down here. Hi, Lily. Aww. Are you going to be good? She said, um, imagine having, oh yeah, the entire ocean to explore at your leisure. There would be no point for them to swim in their pool. I can't imagine how. It would be any kind of fun for them, and I also doubt they can float. Oh. No. Oh, float. I think can they can they? float. If they can swim, they can float, right? I guess. Like, isn't swimming is floating. Vampires are very hard. Are they heavy or are they light? Mm. Mm. Yeah, like how much buoyancy would they have? 
I don't know. They might yeah. go in the pool, but yeah, do they even get hot? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, they might go in the pool to just, like, lie out and, like, look at the stars, maybe, <laughs> and... Just to chill. They might like the sensation of water. Yeah. Maybe they do. Oh, sometimes being a vampire seems so boring. I know. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about them just standing around. Like, <laughs> little pleasures like that you have no use for. I always say, like, oh, I wish I could be a vampire. Like, I don't want to die. I want to stay up all night. Those yeah. things sound cool, but the fact that they don't, like, drink or eat or, like, it's weird. Like, the fact that they don't have needs makes them boring <laughs> i agree like also like stuff like that sometimes it can be a chore not really eating or drinking well sometimes drinking uh mm. but sleeping too like sometimes it is fun to just sleep yeah. and when you're really tired and you finally get the chance to close your eyes like that's such a good feeling mm-hmm. that's true <sighs> yeah i know <laughs> It's so sad if they wouldn't even feel compelled to use a pool because it just I know. doesn't do anything for them. Such a waste. I know. I bet they do go in the pool, but yeah, it's not maybe their top activity. I don't know. Uh, she had another message. She said, hey, I just had a crazy thought while listening to one of your Midnight Sun mm. episodes. What if Stephanie did do New Moon in Edward's perspective? Oh, I wish. And it turns out he came across a vampire with a spe- special ability that allowed him to somehow protect Bella or project himself to her as a way to protect her. And those were the visions she was seeing. Whoa. I know it kind of sounds stupid, but I think it would be done in a way that would be very interesting. Because, I mean, to be fair, her seeing these visions in the first place was pretty stupid. Yeah, I mean... First, like, she really isn't seeing them. She's hearing Edward's voice, but... Yeah. That would be interesting. That would be. It's almost like a spell. Yeah. Like, oh my god, like he's like... onward. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> no, or, like, he's talking to this vampire he meets, and he's like, okay, can you send Bella this message right yeah. now? Or, like, he somehow can see her. That would be cool. Uh, yeah, that would be... I, I think if we did get another story in Edward's perspective, it would be so cool to get, like, a revelation like that that we never realized. That would be. Yeah, something like that would be really interesting. It definitely makes sense for the movie, but I do think, I think I said this on the show, that I think that her hearing him makes Mm -hmm. sense to me and isn't that crazy. Like, voices are so easy to forget, I think, sometimes, and, like, it feels so heartwarming to remember someone's voice or to like hear it and I could see like in really intense situations to like feel like you can hear your love's voice or something like I don't know I kind of get it I don't think it's me too supernatural or anything but in the movie when it's seeing yeah that is kind of (laughs) concerning yeah I remember hearing on the podcast Dear Sugar an episode where they're talking about grief and Mm -hmm. One thing that people do when they lose someone, uh, mostly in death, but it could be in a traumatic breakup like this too, is they are able to still live their life with them by knowing them so well and being able to imagine what they would say in situations. Yeah. And like when you really love someone, like you know exactly how they would respond. 
And so I feel like that is like one way Bella is grieving the loss of Edward is being able to be like, he's still here with me because I know him well enough to know how he'd respond right now. Yeah. I guess I see it that way too. Like she knows he would Mm -hmm. freak out if she's doing something dangerous. Yeah. So. And I like how it's real to her. His true self and not the self that he was when he left. Like in the deleted scenes of New Moon, she sees that in her nightmares, like the Edward who doesn't want her. But like, I like how she hears his voice because she also knows like the guy that she loves is, is the protective, caring guy who is always looking out for her. Yeah. That was a really nice insight, Mel. (laughs) That was really deep. Thank you. Again, I wasn't thinking as I said it. I just kind of spitballed it. <laughs> you were thinking. You were just <laughs> but you know, like it in the moment. Like when you like, if someone's like heartbroken over someone, people can be from the outside like, well, why do you like them? Like they left you, or they yeah. were. But like you're seeing, like other people don't know this Edward that Bella knows. Like she mm-hmm. loves the. The good side of him, the like one that really cares about her. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, she's a few more messages. She says regarding Midnight Sun again. I'm on the episode where you guys are talking about Alice's first memory was seeing a blonde-haired, red-eyed vampire, and that we're not supposed to know that's James yet. And you were wondering why Alice and Edward don't remember him or recognize him when they see him in the baseball clearing. But I don't think that was James in her memory. I think that was the vampire who saved her from James. Because remember that vampire was going to kill her. The other vampire stole her away from the asylum and turned her into a vampire. And then James killed the other one in revenge. Yeah, I think that's right. I think we weren't aware of that when we were reading Midnight Sun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The groundskeeper. I hate that people catch us being dumb. I know. So wait, the groundskeeper's blonde? I guess so. Mm. That's confusing too, since James is blonde. We've talked about the groundskeeper, guys. The uh, Twilight... Storyteller short films. Mm-hmm. Hear about hear about it there. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it, and we also talked about it in our illustrated guide episode when we talked about the Cullens. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> well, we're kind of sick of Alice stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's just too much about Alice, and I'm good. I'm like I don't need anything Alice more. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mary Alice Brandon. Uh, And then, oh, speaking of deleted scenes, her last message, she said, on the Twilight deleted scene episode where Edward and Bella are walking through the woods and they fall backwards onto the ground, I always assumed that the actors just accidentally slipped. And then they ad-libbed that scene. Like, it was never part of the script, but but Kristen had just the idea to ask if he wanted to taste, and Rob just went with it. I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of seems ad-libbed. I think a lot of Twilight was ad-libbed. We should ask. I wish we could have asked Catherine Hardwick. I know. Did we talk about that scene with her? No. Ugh, that would have been nice. It might be, but, like, some movies actually are not ad-libbed or improvised, and people think they are. So, Mm. like, it's possible it was, but, like, for instance, those, like, before Sunrise movies, like, they seem really natural, you know? Oh, my God, I'm going to watch that tonight. No way. Yeah. I can't wait. Ugh, I love them. 
but they they have such a natural flow to them that it almost seems like the actors are just like making it up but mm-hmm. i watched the behind the scenes for that and they're saying like no actually all of that was completely planned like it's in this wow it's not made up on the spot which is kind of crazy because it just seems so chill and real. yeah well we we know from the script that we have of twilight that some of it was ad-libbed just because yeah. the script is a little true, bit true. more basic and dry yeah but I, I don't think that the fall was i think that that was pre-planned mm. that'd be pretty crazy for them to because edward off. kind of well edward kind of brings her down like it, it doesn't right it's not yeah, accidental he kind of tugs at her yeah well i think she does like trip a little bit but that's very in character like we see mm-hmm. her tripping a lot throughout the movie yeah. on purpose it's very cute it's it doesn't make sense for the movie but yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah what are we supposed to think about deleted and extended scenes are we supposed to think that they're canon in the film series or like no that wouldn't happen so that's why it's like mm. like the angela and bella scene i'm thinking of that like that did happen yeah. in the universe that the film is telling us but like we just didn't see it in the movie i almost think yeah we should think it's canon as they say mm-hmm. um yeah but not, <laughs> my dad just yelled it i'm at my parents house right now just yelled <laughs> at the dog upstairs i don't know if that's in the recording um yeah, I don't know. It is weird, though. Nothing in the scenes, like, really contradicts or adds too much, you know? Yeah. So, oh, door just opened. Oh, my God. People are distracting <laughs> me so much. It's not one of those things, like, sometimes it's like, oh, well, do they have a brother? Do they have, oh, well, it's not in the book. You know what I mean? Like, that's not canon. Yeah. But this doesn't really add anything that changes too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think the, like, do you want to taste one in Twilight is a little bit different because, True. like, Edward just would not take a bite out I of know. her finger. Like, and that would make so many other things not make sense. Like, why is he yeah. being overly careful when he can just have a little bit of a taste? <laughs> so maybe we should think that all of them don't count because that one yeah. just <laughs> I think, I think we can pick and choose. <laughs> <laughs> or most Twilight fans, I think, will have the knowledge to know that that scene doesn't count or doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. So I weird. Agree. Like, how did that even slip by? I just need to know. I right know. Now. <laughs> I know. Like that's. That? I wonder if Stephanie had any opinions on that. I know. The mythology. The mythology. Oh, and then there's my favorite scene when James and Victoria are making out and Laurent's like, what? I love it when men chase me. I also want to know the backstory of that. Me too. That's just a little too freaky. That could have, like, totally changed the whole movie, actually, if that was in. Like, it doesn't change the plot of the characters or the story, but it changes the vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> we could do it. It would just be a different movie. Yeah. We could do it. 
<laughs> That's in reference when we went to the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival in 2019. Uh, Alex Mraz, who plays Paul, was talking about how when he originally did the scene uh, by Jacob's house, the, like, what did he say? What did you say? Yeah. Um, originally, he went to choke Kristen <laughs> as he was talking to her and she was so terrified and then afterwards she's like I mean we could do that that would just be a different movie <laughs> I mean that would be crazy her. yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> that's kind of scary he went to choke her and didn't tell her warn her now that would be a cool deleted scene yeah that, w- that would be I mean they have the footage yeah Show us. Show us. Yeah. choking her. <laughs> there's already too many deleted scenes, but honestly, there's never enough. True. They like we said, don't we... want people to think that that was ever their intention. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Like, that was all him. That wasn't them. <laughs> <laughs> like we've said, like, we would just watch the, like, raw cut footage no, like, you don't have to, like, edit anything. I'd watch the same shoot over and over again if I could see, like, different takes of everything. Like, yeah, I would so cool. sit and watch, like, 24 hours of just me too every single thing that they shot. Do you think they still have, <laughs> like, everything? Or do they have to get rid of some things eventually? I don't... I feel like a movie as big as Twilight, they'd have a pretty big archive for that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, speaking of, guys, remember the survey that is, I mean, the petition that is still active. <laughs> there hasn't been as much traffic on there in a while. Um, maybe I will reshare a link to get that going again. Um, this is the petition for the sex scenes, as you guys <laughs> know. Uh, uncut footage, rated R, I'm sorry unrated <laughs> versions of the sex scenes and also we can throw on the audition tapes too that would also be very important yeah just, just give us something <laughs> we'll pay we'll pay we will pay yeah. what if they so- oh my god what if they made an only fans that was literally just unrated twilight scenes and so you have to be like older than 18 to join but you pay monthly and you get to each month they release like another like really like uncut I scene 100 percent do that yeah wait do you have to be 18 or whatever to sign up for only only fans um i think you just have to like check off a box like i didn't have to show my id <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that would be sick that'd be amazing that they, and, like, honestly, they could even share, like, one picture, like, yeah. a month. Like, and I would still subscribe. 100%. <laughs> Who do we pitch should do to? it. Uh, I don't know, Lionsgate, if you're listening. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, like, you might hear that and be oh, like, yeah. oh, I don't know. That, that's not on brand, but, like, would, like, make a lot of money and, like, you can put it to a really good cause. True. Maybe. Donate. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, Lindsay, thanks so much for listening yes. and for, you know, enjoying it and keeping, like, continuing to listen and then writing to us. It's just so nice. Yeah. Thank Can't you so much. Uh, <laughs> on the topic of messages, I did want to say 
thank you guys to everyone who's reached out today. I was trying to go through a lot of the DMs. I don't know why, though. I, for some reason, a lot of them were, like, appearing and then reappearing. So I didn't know if I saw everything. But sometimes it takes us way longer <laughs> to... Um, to view them and read them than we'd like which is yeah. such a privilege to say so I'm so sorry if we don't respond or if we don't respond in a timely manner I know I'm sorry too but <sighs> please don't think that we don't appreciate it because we love you guys so much and we're so grateful yeah. it's the best thing about this experience mm-hmm. it really is well, I'm excited to see what we cover next. I have no idea what the next episode will be. I know. I'm excited too. Ooh. <laughs> I have on my time that says an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. We thought this would be short. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, it's not like almost three hours. That's true. Some before. of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good length. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, should we she close it? I guess so. Uh, well, thanks, guys. Um, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you can find us on Patreon. But again, totally optional. Totally optional. Yep. We love you, and we'll see you next Twilight Tuesday. Bye. I got a plan to catch. <laughs> love you both. <laughs> but we got a plan to catch. <laughs>